VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And we do thank you for joining us on Crosstalk here on VCY America. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the overarching concerns that I hear from many as we approach Election Day is the issue of election integrity and the threat of vote fraud and the stealing of elections. I mean, there are matters that are taking place all over the country. In some cases, it's court rulings that favor election integrity. Other decisions and actions cast doubts on the integrity of the election. Our guest today has studied the 2020 election, has revealed evidence of vote fraud, unconstitutional election law rigging, and even big tech manipulation to come to a predetermined result. So not only as we look back, but as we look forward, can we vote with confidence in 2022? with belief that it will be a fair election. Joining us today, we welcome back Robert Knight. He is a former Los Angeles Times news editor and columnist for the Washington Times, contributes to numerous publications. Robert has held senior positions in a number of pro-family organizations. He's written several books like The Coming Communist Wave, What Happens If the Left Captures All Three Branches of Government, Liberty on the Brink, and the newest book, Crooked, What Really Happened in the 2020 Election and How to Stop the Fraud. Bob, thanks for joining us here today on Crosstalk. Always good to be on with you, Jim. Bob, there have been a number of issues going on since you were last with us, September 20th. And uh, before we uh, discuss some of the current goings-on as it relates to election integrity, uh, we first of all, listeners, we want to refer you back to our website, crosstalkamerica.com. Uh, in the search engine, you can put in Robert Knight or, or Knight, K-N-I-G-H-T. You can go back and hear that uh, full program that we did earlier on his book, Crooked. But, uh, Bob, if you would just give us a a, a quick refresher, a quick overview of what you discovered in the 2020 election. Well, a lot of people said that uh, anybody who questioned the election was an election denier, and therefore they were uh, conspiracy theorists and so on. And and you see that even today. You see headlines in the Washington Post, New York Times, uh, condemning Republican candidates for siding with election deniers and so forth, as if it's a disqualification. Uh, You can call me that, Jim, because I decided to gather all the evidence I could find that is documentable uh, about the election in 2020, and I came away concluding that, yeah, the election was not only rife with fraud, with election law uh, changes, but it was rigged uh, by big tech, by the media, by the deep state, the FBI, which went after Trump uh, unconstitutionally and lied about him, uh, conjured up the uh, hoaxes that led to his impeachment. I mean, you're talking about a major uh, fraud committed on our country. And it's not just an opinion. Uh, it's all documented in my book. Uh, and just just quick summary, 18 of 19 Bellwether counties voted for Trump. Um, and... Uh, nobody loses the presidency when they they get those counties, and Trump got all but one. Uh, All the bellwether states voted for Trump, Florida, Iowa, North Carolina, uh, and one other one, Ohio. Uh, Nobody loses uh, when they get all those states. On and on, uh, Trump got 12 million more votes than he did in 2016. Whenever a president gets more votes than his previous election, he wins. Uh, Trump did it resoundingly. Uh, he got more of the black vote and Hispanic vote than he did last time around. I mean, it go, you can go on and on, and the circumstantial evidence alone is enough to persuade you that something is fishy. Yeah. Uh, the man should have won the election. And then you look into other things, like the vote counting stopping in the middle of the night in mm-hmm. the key states of Michigan, Pennsylvania, Arizona, Georgia, for no apparent reason, and then starting up again with Biden in the lead after Trump was leading by hundreds of thousands of votes. This is documented. This isn't just opinion. Uh, so I, I can go on, but I, I, uh, you can get it all in the book. And if I could give a website out where they can get the book, I'd appreciate that. Sure, Jim. sure. Uh, DJKM.org slash crooked. DJKM.org. That stands for D. James Kennedy Ministries, which published the book. So you can get it there. It's a landing page. 
Okay, DJKM, that stands for D. James Kennedy Ministries dot org slash crooked. Uh, Bob, yep. uh, okay, so, and, and again, folks, you can go back even to the uh, interview I did with Bob on, on September 20th. Um, you know, you talk about election deniers, but Stacey Abrams for years has still, den- you know, has denied the 2018 election. Now she's denying that she denied the 2018 election. But people yeah. are people are being called out, uh, you know, for the 2020 election deniers. But Hillary Clinton, and we just played a clip of her last week, she put out a pitch in which she's already questioning the results from 2024. I mean, where is the outcry against Hillary Clinton? Where is the outcry against Stacey Abrams? Well, you're not going to find it in the mainstream media. They're in lockstep with the Democrat Party. And that that's why they're letting the Democrats get away with claiming they never wanted to defund the police either. And there's clear evidence. Uh, that's the thing, you know, they, they can run, but they can't hide. Mm-hmm. The Internet is full of evidence uh, showing that they are lying about their previous stances. And the election denials, that, that's just one more part yeah, of the picture. Yeah. It wasn't just Stacey Abrams. Hillary denied losing in 2016. Right. Other Democrats have insisted that the election was marred and that Trump shouldn't have been president. Uh, but here, when Trump says, my gosh, there were problems with this election, all of a sudden, that's a conspiracy. Bob, um, you know there are two people who were arrested Monday of this week pertinent to their exposing the 2020 election in their film 2,000 Mules. And uh, as WND.com reported, the U.S. Marshals in Houston, Texas, on Monday arrested True the Vote founder uh, Catherine Engelbrecht and also board member Greg Phillips for a contempt of court charge. And uh, sorry, that's an internal emergency alert going off. Um but uh, they arrested these individuals and uh, uh, for a contempt of court charge by refusing a federal court's a federal judge's order to reveal their confidential source. I mean, can you tell us what's going on? Yeah, they, I think it's political payback. Uh, Catherine Engelbrick has been in the forefront, and Greg Miller also, in revealing how the Democrats uh, manipulated these drop boxes. And you can see it in the movie 2000 Mules. Uh, by Dinesh D'Souza. And by the way, he was another victim of political retribution. He gave a a campaign contribution that turned out to have been illegal to a friend. It wasn't that big of a contribution, but they went after him full force. And he ended up doing jail time. And that's because he made a movie critical of President Obama several years ago, Obama's America. So here they now are going after Catherine Engelbrick and her uh, assistant, uh, Greg Miller, I believe it is, and, uh, and, you know, it looks very fishy. Uh, Greg you know, Phillips. Greg Phillips. Greg Phillips, I'm sorry. It looks very fishy, uh, Jim. And I, you know, I've read several articles about it, and I still don't fully understand it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how the media would like to leave it. Yeah. Like, oh, don't worry. These people are somehow crooked, and they're getting theirs. And trust us to tell you the truth at some point. Uh, well, I don't. Yeah, reveal your sources, and because they won't reveal their source, I mean, it, uh, you know, it, it's scary what would happen if they would reveal their source. Yeah, you know, the media are very big on saying, hey, we protect our sources. Uh, we'll go to jail before we reveal our sources. That's how much we believe in free inquiry and the freedom of the press, freedom of speech. Uh, they don't seem so interested when it comes to uh, Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrecht. Yeah. And, it, you know, and it, it just, I have resounding sounds of J6 going through my mind and, and all the, you know, issues going on yet with that, to those that are just, you know, locked away, uh, throw away the key, basically, on, on so many individuals who are being denied their day in court and denied basic human rights and decency through the process. Yeah, we're looking on almost two years. Yes. You know, we're talking January 6, 2021. People are still in D.C. jail in terrible conditions, apparently. And, uh, you know, several congressmen have championed their cause. Louis Gohmert, uh, most prominently from Texas. They've held press conferences. Nothing changes. Yeah. The Justice Department uh, seems determined to run a Soviet-style prison system with to go along with the January 6th show trial in the House. Friends, uh, just a point of clarification, that noise you heard a bit ago, even though the cell phones were turned off, that is a 
local silver alert that was going off. No, no need to be concerned about anything. Um, uh, Bob, last week, uh, and we're going to point out several things that are going on here. Uh, last week, during the Fox 10 Phoenix newscast, they put up this graphic on the screen showing the results for the Arizona governor's race. They showed the Democrat Katie Hobbs with 53 percent, Republican Kerry Lake with 47 percent. Uh, the station indicated, you know, this came from the AP that distributes results to clients. It's only part of a test. The graphic was never meant to go on the air. What's your take on this? I mean, the nation is watching this governor's race with Carrie Lake. Uh, you know, as she tweeted out, Fox 10 called the election for Katie Hobbs 12 days before Election Day. Um, pretty odd that this would go out with the, that kind of a graphic. I think somebody meant to do it. Uh, it's meant to uh, persuade people not to go out to the polls to vote for Carrie Lake, saying, oh, well, it's all over. I mean, why bother? I mean, this, this is just another effort to dissuade people uh, from uh using their <laughs> constitutionally protected right mm-hmm. to vote. Uh, I, I don't have any proof of that, but, mm-hmm. you know, when, you know, if it was in a vacuum, I'd say, well, it was just a mistake. But I've seen too much of this in the media. I saw my old boss at Concerned Women for America, Sandy Rios, uh, was in a debate over a gay rights issue on one of the major networks, and suddenly her face turned bright green. Uh, somebody in the studio made her look ghoulish for no apparent reason. And later they said, oh, that was just a glitch. Nobody meant to do that. Right. I thought, oh, come on. I've never seen that happen to anybody else. So wh- when I see these kinds of things happen, I'm very skeptical. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm too suspicious of all the errors that seem to happen just at election time. Uh, for instance, some 6,000 ballots sent out wrongly in Arizona. You find yeah. in other locations things are, oh, we didn't mean to send these out, or, oh, we sent the absentee ballot to the wrong place. I mean, the the, the comedy of, it's not a comedy, I guess, you know, it, it's tragic. These errors that seem to roll out at election time every every cycle. Yeah, they do, and they seem to go after the people who are trying to prevent uh, vote fraud from happening. Uh, like the, the clerk in Mesa County, Colorado, uh, who followed the law, she found out Dominion uh, voting systems uh, or machines were going to delete the data from the 2020 election within six months, something like that. She said, well, by law, she has to retain that data for up to two years. So she made a, a copy of it and so they wouldn't be lost. And then they examined the copy and they found some very interesting variables that indicated there had been tampering with the results. So they went after her and charged her with illegally accessing protected data in the system. My. In other words, yeah, they're, they're blaming the, the policeman for the uh, mugging. Um, sounds like the 2000 Mule situation. Uh, very similar, uh, very similar. That's a very compelling film, by the way. And they did find some flaws in that film, which by no means uh, mars the overall impact of seeing millions of cell phone pings and picking out per- certain persons who are making drops in drop boxes and in between trips to Democrat-affiliated organizations in the middle of the night a dozen times, two dozen times. There's no explanation. It's not like they are dropping off their ballot for Grandma. Robert Knight with us here today on Crosstalk. We're discussing uh, the matter of election integrity, stopping the fraud. Uh, he has uh, authored a book and called, entitled Crooked, What Really Happened in the 2020 Election and How to Stop the Fraud. His book available at djkm.org slash crooked, standing for D. James Kennedy Ministries. We're back in just one minute. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, how fast do stars change from one type of star into another? Chris, evolutionists are fond of saying that changes in stars take millions of years to occur. But it's important to remember that they've never seen stars do anything for millions of years. And yet sometimes we do see stars undergo dramatic change quickly. Recently, a star was observed to change in only a few years from a white dwarf star about the size of the Earth to a giant star 80 times wider than the Sun, an increase in volume of over 500 million. Evolutionists used to insist that such changes took long periods, 
But when we see it happen, we see it happen rapidly. Evidently, the biblical doctrine of recent creation of all things is accurate. Back to Genesis, that's the view that fits the facts. To learn more about creation, get our free DVD called That's a Fact. Call us at 800-628-7640 and mention the promo code FACT. Robert Knight is our guest here today on Crosstalk. We're talking about election integrity, stopping the fraud, and uh, folks, there is much that's going on. We're exposing some of these issues. Bob has done uh, a lot of research and exposing it in his book, Crooked, what really happened in the 2020 election and how to stop the fraud. Uh, Bob, let's bring up the issue of big tech. I mean, Newsbusters reported last week about Google caught manipulating the search and buried GOP campaign sites in the 83 percent of the top Senate races. Your your uh, thoughts on the big tech and their involvement in this issue? They had a huge impact in 2020. Um, let's start with Mark Zuckerberg's $400 million that he pumped into two Democrat organizations that then spread the money out to election offices in Wisconsin, Michigan, other key states, basically taking over the election offices and turning them into Democrat get-out-the-vote operations. This should be absolutely illegal. And a lot of states have moved to make it illegal, which is the good news in this, this time around. Uh, they realized that private money uh, affecting election operations is a recipe for vote fraud. At the least, it's a recipe for partisan interference in elections. But then you also have the flow of information. The uh, the big sites were caught, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Google, all suppressing conservative content and candidates and elevating liberal content and liberal candidates. Uh, it, it was oppressive, and uh, they've done it on a number of topics on covid uh, information on election uh, integrity issues, uh, you name it, if they don't like the opinion, they, they, they stamp it out, which is why Elon Musk has taken over Twitter. He'd had enough. Uh, he saw them block the Babylon Bee, a wonderful Christian uh, satire. <laughs> satire, yes. Hilarious. And uh, they, they really, they see the Bee as so dangerously honest that they... Uh, took it off. They, they, uh, so Musk said, okay, that's enough. I mean, there ought to be free speech in this country, and Twitter's a major outlet, so I'm going to take it over. And he's already fired a lot of people doing the censoring, which is very good news for America. Um, but the other ways they did it were the, the algorithms, Jim. Uh, Robert Epstein, a Harvard-trained researcher, uh, testified to Congress that in 2016, <clears throat> certain algorithms that Google employed probably gained Hillary Clinton 4 million votes and uh, were uh, probably crossed Trump several million votes in uh, 2020. Um, the way they do it is to uh, push down content they don't want and elevate other content. And uh, he showed how Congress how easy this was to do. Hmm. Well, you know, what's interesting in this, where we have big tech involvement, and yet... I'm wondering, where is the FBI in their active investigation of this? Because I saw a very disturbing story last Friday from the New American. That is the FBI document indicating that disinformation, misinformation, these are election crimes. And uh, that ought to cause us to be, uh, you know, concerned, especially in light of the raids on pro-life residences, uh, you know, the homes of pro-lifers. But now the FBI, with this document, disinformation, misinformation, election crimes? Well, the FBI seems thoroughly corrupt at this point. And, uh, you know, I used to admire the FBI. I love the old show with yeah. Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. <laughs> uh, I can still, still see him drive up in his Mustang. Uh, and many Americans admired it. But right now it's obviously been revealed to be a uh, corrupted organization that punishes uh, political opponents of the Democrat Party. Uh, it did so in the election. It, it did so against President Trump, where they lied using documents in a FISA uh, filing to get a warrant to spy on President Trump's, or then-candidate Trump's campaign. Uh, then they continued afterward. Uh, they, they, they lied to uh, ruin uh, uh, the security advisor to President Trump. Uh, they, 
I could go on and on. Uh, they they let Hillary Clinton off the hook. Uh, the FBI seems uh, incapable of being fair these days. And I think when the Republicans retake Congress, which I expect they will do this time around, uh, they're going to have to use all the powers at their command to try to clean up the FBI. It's an executive agency. This is something the president should have done. And, you know, I do fault Donald Trump a little bit. He he left in place too many bad people at the FBI. He got rid of James Comey, who was thoroughly corrupt. Uh, he leaked things to the New York Times to purposely injure Trump. And Trump finally got rid of him, but he left Christopher Wray in place. And he's presided over the further corruption of the agency. Bob, you publish a, a weekly column, and I understand you make that available uh, for those who want to sign up on your email list. Yeah, and your program brings me more subscribers than any other program I do. Uh, I just send out my email address. It's robertknight4, that's the number four, robertknight4 at gmail.com. You don't have to send me a long message, just write, sign me up in the uh, subject line, uh, or please subscribe me, whatever you want to write. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's robertknight4 at gmail.com. And friends, there's not a cost for this, but you'll be informed, uh, informed on Bob's writings, and, and he covers so many different issues and, and really has latched on to the matter of, of election integrity, stopping the fraud. And again, if you just send an email to him, just to Robert Knight, and Knight is spelled with a K, Robert Knight, the number four, at gmail.com, Robert Knight four at gmail.com. All you have to do in the subject line is sign me up, and uh, he'll know what to do, or subscribe to your newsletter, and it'll take him there. It is, it is, there's not a cost for that. You just need to say, subscribe me to your newsletter or sign me up. They'll be able to take it from there. That's, again, Robert Knight, the number four, at gmail.com. Bob, there's, there's been a lot of back and forth in what's known as ballot curing. And this week, there have, uh, many have seen a, a massive win uh, in uh, Pennsylvania, a Supreme Court uh, there, ruling that improperly filled out ballots. Uh, these are not uh, correctly dated ballots or correctly signed ballots. that They're not going to be counted. And if you'd like to comment on this issue of the curing of ballots in the Pennsylvania Supreme Court decision. Oh, yeah, this is a victory, uh, because Pennsylvania was the epicenter of questionable practices before and after the 2020 election. Uh, the uh, election officials changed uh, the method of voting, they changed the method of counting, uh, and the Pennsylvania Constitution says that only the legislature can do that. But they use COVID-19 as the excuse, yep. as they did all over the country, to mail millions of unrequested ballots, and then establish unmanned drop boxes all over the place. Well, Pennsylvania went beyond that. I mean, they, they counted ballots that weren't, didn't have postmarks on them long after the, uh, the time they, they should have been collected. Uh, they, they, they had people curing ballots by filling in things that were left out, which should have uh, discounted the ballots, but instead they counted them. Uh, th- this tightening of election security bodes very well for the upcoming election. And that's something I want to talk about with you further, Jim, when we get to that in the program. You know, Bob, it, it seemed like a plan was in place. I mean, all of a sudden, all of these states, you know, putting in these new laws, not 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 uh, drafted by the legislature, but by some unelected bureaucrats in, in, in different positions. And then all of a sudden, somebody had to manufacture all of these ballot boxes. They all of a sudden popped up all over the country here. It's like a plan that was just waiting to be hatched. Well, there was a plan. Uh, the Democrats... Uh, led by Mark Elias, who is their uh, attack dog when it comes to election integrity, filed 160 lawsuits around the country weakening election integrity laws. I mean, they attacked everything you can think of that would ensure election integrity, like requiring signatures for absentee ballots, uh, 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 reducing early voting to maybe a week or two before the election instead of a month ahead, uh, you name it, they did it to weaken the election laws. And the unmanned ballots, uh, or ballot box collecting, was probably the worst thing they did. Uh, but, you know, that's been banned by some states, like uh, Pennsylvania. So th- that's why I, uh, that's why I have more confidence this time around than in 2020. Mm-hmm. 
So let me just hit a couple more issues and we'll talk more about Tuesday's election. I mean, there are issues popping up all over on ballot harvesting as well. This from PJ Media, Florida's new Office of Election Crimes and Security, collecting enough evidence of jaw-dropping systemic ballot harvesting in the Orlando area to recommend state law enforcement open a full criminal investigation. Uh, that's one example, but numerous places uh, talking about ballot harvesting. I know you're concerned about that issue. Oh, very much so. It's a, a perfect way to commit vote fraud. Uh, there, there's been limited uh, allowance for people delivering ballots for, like, sick relatives, uh, elderly relatives who can't get out. Uh, and that's all well and good, but when you have uh, ballot trafficking, which is what I call it, uh, then people unrelated can go door-to-door, collect ballots that they know have arrived in the mailbox, uh, even uh, persuade people to fill them out the way they want and say, yeah. well, they'll take them to the polls for you. Uh, they've caught people in Texas in particular. They call them politiqueros, going door-to-door. They were employed by unions, and uh, they were uh, strong-arming people, saying, give us your ballot. We'll fill it out for you. Oh, my. I mean, right. yeah, that's scary stuff. It that, is. That reduces the whole idea of an election that's secure. Not only that, Bob, but I, I just talked to an individual in this last week who uh, had a deceased relative uh, prior to the to the election, and all of a sudden they were startled to find out that their deceased relative voted in this election. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like uh, Philadelphia. Uh, when I was with the ACRU, the American Constitutional Union, we sued the city of Philadelphia to open up its voting rolls and found that some people had voted in the last several elections who were 150 years old. Yeah, yeah. Um, so as we look ahead to Tuesday, I mean, early voting is already taking place in many, many places across this country. Tuesday, Election Day. Uh, your thoughts on this? Can we trust can, can, you know, there are those who are espousing, I'm just, you know, I'm just checking out this process. I'm not going to get involved. I, you know, my vote, oh. I don't want it to be counted. I mean, I, my vote's not going to count. Therefore, I'm sitting this one out. You, what do you have to say? Can we trust what's going on here in 2022? Well, first, we don't have an option to sit it out. Our country's at stake. It's being destroyed by left-wing activists in the White House and in Congress who are doing things we never dreamed possible. Uh, so nobody should sit it out thinking my vote won't count. Uh, second, uh, there are a lot of close elections. Uh, the new, the public legal, public interest legal foundation just released a study of 570 elections decided uh, by either one vote or fewer than 30 votes. So every vote counts. Uh, and here are some other reasons. And I got these from Christian Adams, who's one of the top voting experts in the country. Uh, He said vote fraud probably won't be anywhere near as rampant as 2020 because there have been fewer of these lawfare assaults by people like Mark Elias than there were in 2020. Uh, They seemed most geared to getting rid of Donald Trump. This year they're not as as motivated. Uh, Last time around they used COVID as an excuse to mail out millions of unrequested ballots. Since then, Republican governors and legislatures have tightened the rules. uh, also, there's, they uh, stopped the infusion of private money into election offices. I, earlier I mentioned Pennsylvania had banned drop boxes. I'm not sure that's the case, but I know that Pennsylvania has banned the use of private money in elections, and that's very important. So Zuckerberg can't go into Philadelphia and, and uh, take over the election offices again, like what occurred in uh, 2020. And finally, people are watching. They know there were problems in 2020. We learned this in the state of Virginia, where I live. In 2021, uh, conservatives sent out legions of lawyers and poll watchers, and we got a fair election, and guess what? Flipped the governorship and the House. Uh, I think that's going to happen all over the country. Friends, Robert Dant is our guest. Our phone number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829. Your questions for our guest today, 800-733-9829. We'll be back in a minute here on Crosstalk. In September 2022, Frequence Crosstalk guest Alex Newman delivered a powerful presentation exposing the Great Reset at a VCY rally. Now, we've had this problem before, even in the not-too-distant past, that the state is God, the government is God. We could call it God-verment. People like Karl Marx, Chairman Mao, Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin... 
That's what happens when you worship things that are not supposed to be worshipped. Statues, demons, fake gods, computers, yourself, money. See Alex Newman reveal the plan of world leaders as he delivers this full presentation exposing the Great Reset spoken at a VCY rally. We are making copies available on DVD, which includes his PowerPoint presentation for a donation of $15. Call VCY at 1-800-729-9829-1-800-729-9829. Well, our lines are packed here at Crosstalk as we take a phone call. Know that uh, after we complete the call, that means that line will be open. You'll have opportunity to, to uh, call and give a, a question here to our guest, Robert Knight. Uh, he is, uh, well, he used to write a for the uh, a news editor for the Los Angeles Times. He does write for the Washington Times, and he contributes to numerous publications. You can receive his columns, folks, uh, and stay abreast of so many different issues. All you have to do is send him an email to this email address, Robert Knight, that's K-N-I-G-H-T, Robert Knight, four, the number four, at gmail.com. Just in the subject line, say, sign me up, and he'll know what to do from there. But uh, you can receive his, uh, his weekly writings and columns and stay abreast on so many important issues. Again, that's robertknight4 at gmail.com. And to obtain a copy of his book, you can go to djkm for D. James Kennedy Ministries, djkm.org slash crooked. You know, Bob, just before we pick our first call up, it's, it's so troubling to read headlines, places all over the country. In one case, a, a Democratic county supervisor in Virginia accused of dozens of counts of voter fraud. In one case, according to WJHL, individual indicted on 82 felony charges, 34 counts of false statements for election fraud, 11 counts of absentee voting procedure violations, 11 counts of forgery of a public record, three counts of conspiracy to make a false statement, election fraud, and more. Another headline from RSB BN Network, 75 referred for prosecution for voter fraud in Ohio. I mean, stories like this are popping up all around the country, and, and there is a heightened awareness to this, and, and, and more uh, people are being more scrupulous to, to you know, check and, you know, if, if fraud is taking place and, and reporting issues like this. Oh, yeah, and more people are volunteering to be election workers, which is very good. You know, it's, it's one thing to be a poll watcher, which is still good, I would encourage it, but it's even better to sign up to work the polls uh, because you have instances where there are conservative poll watchers who spot something they don't like, and then they they tell the Democrat poll worker about it, and nothing happens. <laughs> it's better to be in a position to do something about it. As a poll worker. Well, yep. lines, lines, lines are packed here. Let's go to uh, Maricopa, Arizona, and uh, let's see, uh, Bowden, you're on the air. Hello. Um, a few weeks ago, I was in an Arizona state economic development, and I had some war refugees with me. We just got here about a week, and they're not citizens. And they bought out a slip of paper and asked them if they wanted to register to vote. And, of course, I told them no, because you're not citizens. And um, I'm sure it was legal for them to do, but something seems really wrong about, uh, you know, people who just got here from Venezuela, Ukraine, Cuba, Mexico, and asking them if they want to register to vote. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think about that? It must be legal. It was, I was at a government office, uh, state uh, development or like welfare, before I went to get a Social Security number. So I'm just, I think this is the deep state at work, but they made it legal. Thank you for the call, Bob, your comment. Well, we, this is an ongoing problem. Uh, that uh, people uh, are automatically signed up in places like California uh, when they uh, encounter a government agency or, or go to the DMV. Uh, they shouldn't do that because they're, they're giving uh, illegal aliens voting or um, driving licenses. Mm-hmm. They do it in New York as well. And uh, this, this, it's how do you differentiate? I mean, it's just so easy to, to sign up people who aren't eligible to vote. And Jim, you mentioned uh, all these. Uh, instances uh, popping up around the country, and they're just uh, tip of the iceberg because a lot of prosecutors want nothing to do with vote fraud cases for several reasons. One, they don't have a big payoff. There usually aren't that uh, the penalties aren't that big. Uh, 
The other is that they have more important crimes they feel they have to deal with, like murder and rape and robbery and carjackings. Uh, and the other thing is that it's hard to prove. Uh, there are so many ways to commit vote fraud that it's very difficult to prove. But mm. the Heritage Foundation, where I also used to work, uh, has a wonderful database of convictions of vote fraud over the last few years. They've wow. got there, and you know, the funny thing is, they're just a sample. And yet, if you bring it up with a liberal, they'll say, "Oh, look, only 1,200 cases out of all the millions of votes cast each year." Uh, sorry, that isn't a fair comparison. Right. right. Yeah. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Tom in Port Wing, Wisconsin. You're on the air. Yes, uh, my question for Bob would be this. All investigations begin in the House of Representatives. If we wake up on November 9th, I feel that if the House remains in the hands of the Democrats, that will be the test as to whether or not 2020 was really a fraudulent election because they need to protect the White House, and if they lose the House of Representatives, all those investigations go in the dumpster. They'll never happen, and nothing will be revealed. We're at a crossroad right now, in my opinion. I'd like to hear what Bob thinks about that. Thank you. Well, all of us are worried about that, uh, and and I do worry about vote fraud, but I think there's been there have been so many efforts to curb it this time around and the other thing we have going here is that the 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 nation is just fed up with the leadership yeah. uh, that has led us into 10% inflation and uh, just i could go on and on i'm not going to do that if things are bad out there people know it uh, their kids are being corrupted in schools with the transgender mania i mean on and on and on they're not going to return these people to power legally and the republicans need only five more house seats to flip the house they need one senate seat you know I, I think it, it uh, belies credibility to assume that somehow the Republicans couldn't manage majorities in both cases, given the conditions. And it's also a midterm election. Traditionally, midterm elections, uh, the opposition party always gains a couple dozen seats or more in the House and several in the Senate. Why wouldn't that happen this year when so many people are fed up? Uh, you know, if we if we... God willing, we don't see it. There's a liberal victory on November 9th. Uh, I'm going to scratch my head and be like millions of Americans and say something's fishy here. But I don't think that's going to happen. Tom, thanks for the call. uh, Yeah, I I think uh, even the polls are turning that way. And the polls are usually wrong, and they're geared toward Democrats because they tend to – the pollsters tend to be Democrats. They tend to favor – wording that favors Democrats. They tend to poll more people who are Democrats. Uh, and they almost always get it wrong, but even those guys are looking to to see a Republican victory this time around. We've got Merle in Tennessee calling. Merle, you're on the air. Yeah, Jim, two quick things. One is we need to flood. I mean flood. the uh, November 8th, we need to flood our votes, millions of people. Then we will know that if we lose that it was definitely rigged. The second thing is, on the twenty, the night of the 2020 election, Fox News said that Trump had won every state in the union except New York State in person voting. So we know that it happened in the ballots is where the fraud occurred, because he won every state in the union when people walked in and they voted with uh, in the precincts. Thank you, Jim. Thank you for your call here today. Um, uh, the uh, in-person voting, I know there are many that are committed to that, Bob. They just want to be sure that they are there. They're the ones filling out their ballot and, and putting it, feeding it into the machine, whatever the, the mechanism may be. Yeah. Uh, Christian Adams, who I've, I've cited before, said it is the safest method of voting. He encourages everybody to go vote in person, either before the election, you know, when you have early voting, or on election day. And the statistics are overwhelming that conservative voters tend to vote on Election Day far more than liberal voters. Uh, so, you know, if, if millions of people show up on Election Day, uh, that will bode well for a uh, conservative tide. We've got uh, Johnny calling from Iron River. You're on the air, Johnny. Uh, hi, Jim. Hi, Bob. Uh, Hello. I appreciate the great work you guys are doing. Um, my question is, I would, 
you know, I, I'm sitting back kind of just thinking of sitting this election out, and I don't want to do that. No. Uh, oh, don't. Do you have, I, I know, do, do you guys have maybe a list of candidates in Wisconsin that you personally would vote for? Because I just don't want to go out and vote for these rhino Republicans. And, Johnny, know. let me just say this, because we, we, we don't back uh, candidates for office. We don't endorse. We don't tell you who to vote for, who not to. But there are voter information publications, uh, such as uh, Wisconsin Family Council has a, a nonpartisan voter guide where you'll see the candidates, for instance, for governor. What are their positions on, on a whole range of issues, an attorney general and so forth, uh, uh, WIFamilyCouncil.org. Uh, we just interviewed uh, Debbie West now this week. iVoterGuide.com uh, is another source of getting that uh, that information. Uh, and then you can, if you have further questions, you can look up their their phone numbers. But yeah, don't set don't set this one out. And I'm going to have Bob comment on this because there there are campaigns underway and a lot of big money being put in to try and discourage people from even going to the polls and casting votes. Bob, your comment. Yeah, and this isn't the time to say, well, this guy isn't quite as conservative as I like, so I think I'll sit it out. You can't do that. Uh, Everything is on the line right now, and there aren't rhino Republicans, but even the rhinos are conservative in some areas. The Democrats have gone completely over to the far left, even though they campaign like moderates. So if, if, if you want to keep Nancy Pelosi as House Speaker, sit it out. Uh, if you don't like the Republican candidate and don't think he or she is quite conservative enough. But if you want a change in Congress, you have to gain a majority. So that's what I've been telling people, especially in liberal states, where they don't particularly like their Republican candidate. But the time to challenge them was in the primaries, not now. Now you vote for the most conservative candidate, and it's got to be a Republican over a Democrat. Absolutely. Thank you for Thank your call. You. And again, I'm just emphasizing, Bob, speaking his views here, but our, our program, we do not endorse candidates for office or parties. But uh, taking your calls today, 800-733-9829, 800-733-9829. Jim is our next caller. You're on the air. Yes. I, uh, yeah, on that last call, uh, I, yeah, I'd vote all Republican now because, it, like he's, uh, Bob said, uh, in the primaries, we weeded out the rhinos but yeah if you're if you're if you want to protect the kids vote all republican this time um my my question is why or if we can uh um count the ballots or look at the ballots after the election win or lose we want to verify that uh dead people aren't voting and and all you know the eric system where there's a bunch of you know people different states we have to show that these machines are bad. And right now, they're saying we have a wave that we're going to win. Well, let's use it to our advantage and prove these machines bad by by uh, examining the ballots and just showing how many bad bad uh, votes came through, you know, um, illegally. And uh, okay. and uh, if, is there any way we could say we want to uh, verify? Win or lose, you know, uh, we want to look at the ballots. Okay, I tell you what, I'm going to go because, Bob, we got 30 seconds before the break. Go ahead. Yeah, I think there ought to be a forensic audit of every voting machine in the country to make sure that they record adequately and nobody's tampered with them. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the real uh, way to stop vote fraud is to is authentication of the voter. Uh, because if you have a bunch of bad votes come in, uh, by people who aren't qualified to vote, like illegal aliens or non-residents, uh, you can count their votes and say, gee, they're the same as the ones that were voted on, and that doesn't prove anything. But but you still have to prove that the votes that were recorded were the same number that uh, the machine reflects. We're going to take a break here. This is Crosstalk. Uh, we'll pick up more calls right after the break. Robert Knight is our guest. Uh, Crosstalk coming your way from VCY America. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. In 1924, before he died, Lenin declared, quote, First, we'll take Eastern Europe, then the masses of Asia, then we'll encircle the United States, which will be the last bastion of capitalism. We will not have to attack. 
It will fall like an overripe fruit into our hands, end quote. Well, today we see that Bolsonaro has reportedly lost the presidency in Brazil. The numbers look a little funny, like maybe some voter fraud. Well, no shocker there. The incoming president, well, he's aligned with communists. He's aligned with Iran. And now all through Latin America, Central America, South America, we have people aligned with the Marxist and the Islamist, the red-green axis. Lenin told us they would have an alliance around the globe with Marxists, but he didn't know about the red-green axis then at that time. And now we're surrounded, and they're trying to collapse us from within. I'm Brandon House. This is Crosstalk on VCY America, dealing with the issue of election integrity, stopping the fraud. Again, if you'd like to receive Bob's columns, a weekly email, just send him an email, Robert Knight, that's with a K, Robert Knight, the number four, at gmail.com. Just say, sign me up, and uh, he'll get you added to the list, Robert Knight 4 at gmail.com. And uh, to obtain his book, djkm.org slash crooked. Let's go to Barb calling from Oconomowoc. You're on the air, Barb. Hi there. Thank you so much for uh, taking my call. Um, I had heard today, and then I was just looking online and validated, that uh, Joe Biden will be giving a speech tonight on um, protecting our democracy and also election denial. And I find that very curious that he would be uh, one week ahead, giving a speech, um, especially um, because it makes me wonder if they don't already know that something's in the mix for um, some monkey business and that if they should win, they are setting us up to, um, you know. Uh, okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Bob? Yeah, you know, there's a new definition of the word democracy, uh, and it's that whenever Democrats lose, uh, it's a threat to democracy. Uh, if Republicans win, it's a threat to democracy. So the word demo democracy itself has been cheapened terribly. And President Biden has been just uh, shockingly uh, nasty about the whole thing, uh, accusing Republicans of being semi-fascists. And he hasn't let up for a bit. And he keeps bringing up this election denial idea that if you even question or even try to uh, safeguard elections with voter ID and proven methods like that, you're some kind of racist or election denier. Uh, I don't think it's going to wash. I think people are fed up with Joe Biden. Uh, they're fed up with the Democrats. They're going to let them know uh, in a very big way in a few days. Barb, thank you for the call. Let's go next to Mark uh, from Milwaukee. You're on the air, Mark. Yes. Um, I kind of have a statement and then a question, and thank you for taking my call. So I, I know someone that retired from Social Security, and she had mentioned how it was a concern that she was noticing um, individuals that were coming in that were not yet documented citizens, but they had a driver's license that had no difference from the average citizen, which would lead them to be able to go in and vote, and you would have no idea that they were not a citizen. Hmm. Obviously, I would believe that would be a concern. What could be done about that? And then I'll wait to hear the answer. I'll let you go. Great. Thank you. Well, number one, we ought to get rid of automatic voter registration, uh, because that, that lends itself to that. Uh, and the, we should get rid of the idea that if you just have an encounter with a government office, you're automatically signed up to vote. Uh, because now that we've let in, what, is it up to 5 million illegals in this country? I mean, it's, it's out of control at the border. It's just you can't uh, overemphasize the tragedy going on at the yeah. border. I mean, just over, over, just over 2 million encounters in the last fiscal year alone. Yeah, yeah, and it's and the drugs pouring over yeah. and the, the terrorists caught and all those poor people who died at the border, you know, in the desert and the coyotes leave them, the coyotes being the smugglers. 
I mean, the, the massive humanitarian problem and a threat. Talk about a threat to our democracy. Mm. Uh, and yet, they're not doing anything about it. They're, they're welcoming more in, and they're coming from around the world. But uh, no, you've got to tighten eligibility requirements. That's the only way to have a fair, democratic election in a self-governing republic like ours is supposed to be. Let's go to Al in West Dallas. You're on the air. Hi. Uh, the, I live in West Dallas, and the mayor, he processes all the absentee ballots. Well, in 2020, I did the recall. 90% of the absentee ballots went for Biden. So they're, he's cheating. <laughs> and they're going to do it again because hmm. they process them at City Hall. So we need also election officials. you got to sign up and get in there and stop the cheating. They have a touch screen, and they act like it's the greatest thing since sliced bread, and there's no cheating. And I said, it's electronic. If you fill out the circle. Oh, I guess we lost Whoop, Al. We lost Thank him, you. yeah. But uh, good. <laughs> let's, let's, let me pick up Joanne in Tucson. You're on the air. Okay. Hi. My question is, how do we find out about the critical lower-level candidates like judges and school board and city council? That's mm-hmm. what hangs me up. Sure. Uh, w- one thing, uh, and again, I want to refer you back to the program. Did you hear my interview with Debbie Wethnow? No, I did not. Uh, okay, so that was just a couple days ago here on Crosstalk, and she gave out the website, iVoterGuide.com. We can look at that, and if your local races aren't there, they have a contact us uh, at the bottom of the page where you can reach out to them for more information. Okay, what I have found in the past is that they do the higher-level um, candidates, mm-hmm. but not the local city-level. In, in some cases, yes. In some cases, it, it is up to to us to be watching our news sources and information about the candidates as well. Um, but uh, you, that, that is a source you can go to, iVoterGuide.com, and if they, it's not there, then do the contact us for more information to see if they have something on the local candidates. And our final call from Monticello, Kentucky, and uh, let's see, this is uh, Mitchell, you're on the air. Yes. Menville. Uh, I just want to say, yes, you got it right, Menville. Um I just wanted to say that I appreciate your service, uh, letting us know everything that's going on. But there's something that's going on here in Wayne County that's not right. We got 30 seconds, so go very quickly. Okay, we got uh, 19 precincts and thir- uh, 13 of them are closed. They're closed. Imagine that. Okay. Hmm. Um, I don't have a ready answer other than to reach out to your local alderman, city council, uh, to have uh, uh, to ask that specific question about your municipality there. That's very troubling. Bob, 10 seconds remaining. What do you want to leave here? Yeah, just encouraging everybody to vote. If they haven't already, don't be dissuaded by the idea that your vote won't count. Uh, it will count, and it will count better than it did in 2020, I have no doubt. Bob, thank you for being with us here today. Thank you so much for having me, Jim. God bless you. And friends, as always, uh, be informed. And yes, sometimes you got to do local research. You look at the candidates, put their name in a search engine on the computer, learn from their campaign website, find out their positions, find their phone number, give them a call where you can learn about those local candidates as well. But be informed and cast a prayerful vote on Tuesday. God bless you. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.